Good morning, living word. Good morning, morning manaites. God bless you. Welcome to a new day, the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. There's nothing better than to be able to rejoice in every day, to acknowledge your heavenly Father, and to tell him thank you because of his love, his mercy, and his grace. Amen. Is there something you really want to give God thanks for that, you know, when you remember it, sometimes it brings tears to your eyes because you're just so overwhelmed because of God's goodness. When was the last time you had that moment? You had that, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about, that moment that comes back to you and all you could do is say, Lord, thank you. I mean, it could be you, he had healed you from some sickness. Um, you were in dire needs and he, uh, he came through for you. You might have been at your wit's end of how to deal with a certain thing, but God showed up at the right moment, at the right time. His timing, which was perfect. And so every time you think of it, it just brings a smile to your face, brings joys to your heart and tears of joy to your eyes. Yeah, all that is from God's God's grace, God's a merited favor. And sometimes we just need to just take time to say, Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for your favor. I really love the word that he gave us. He has put favor on our head. Simply means he has put grace on our head. And every time we think about the grace of God, the unmerited favor, we should be overwhelmed with emotion because He's just been that good. Now, I'm not saying life is perfect because while we're here, life is never going to be perfect. There's always going to be something that we have to deal with that keeps us on our knees, that keeps us before the Lord, that makes us want to pray. <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be stuff in your life that makes you pray, make you talk to God. You know, if life is just so easy, you may forget about your Heavenly Father because life is easy. And so things must take place in our lives to really keep us connected and to, you know, and to, for us to submit to God and let him lead and direct us. And because when we really understand life, we really know that we, it's not, we can't make it right. When we really understand the many issues and the things that we have to deal with in life, if you when you get wisdom and understanding, you realize that without God, your life is going to spiral out of control. <laughs> so thank God that he's in your life. The steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. Amen. And so we give God thanks that he's always in our lives. And because of his grace. And so this morning, I just want to just say, thank you, God, for your grace. And so my, my topic this morning is just simply the grace of God. The term grace has multiple meanings depending on its context. 
but generally it refers to simple elegance or refinement of movement or the free and unmerited favor or goodwill, especially from our Lord, or rather in the religious context. And when we look in the dictionary and just see what grace is in the dictionary, one definition is elegance or beauty of form, manner, motion, or action. We could say he runs with such grace, or she walks with such grace, or he or she carries themselves with such grace, right? It has to do with a physical appearance or physical attitude, physical character, or rather characteristics. It's just one of elegance and just pure grace. You know, when people are just graceful, they're always warm, they're kind, they're always smiling. Um, You never hear any ill from them. Um, They treat people always the same with kindness and they're generous. They're just graceful, full of grace. Another word for grace is favor. The Greek word or the Hebrew word is charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. It means grace. It, it, it means that which affords joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, charm, loveliness. Grace means all that. And so it also means uh, God exerting his holy influence up on us, which turns us to Christ. It keeps us, it strengthens us, it increases us in our faith, in our knowledge, in our affection, and it kindles the virtue or the exercise of Christian virtues in our lives. So grace is always active in our lives, right? Without grace, you probably can't have joy. <laughs> yeah, you, we need joy. And we need, in order to get joy, we've got to have the grace of God. we got to have the favor of God. One of the things I've learned over the years is this. One act of grace or one act of favor can replace a lifetime of labor. Let me say it again. One act of favor can replace a lifetime of labor. You may be working hard over years and years for a certain thing, and then somebody just comes and just blesses you with it. (laughs) Yeah, didn't cost you anything, just an act of grace, just an act of favor, and it eliminates a lifetime of labor. Could you imagine the testimony that we had um, of, of you're working to pay your, your mortgage, and then your employee just says, you know what, I'm going to just pay off your mortgage. <laughs> so we know mortgage is like almost a lifetime of labor. But here somebody comes with favor and just, bam, one moment of favor replaces a lifetime of labor. That's what favor does. That's the grace. That's the grace of God that is up on our heads, the increase on our hands and the swiftness that's on our feet. And that should be our expectation that favor is up on us because favor is up on us. That one act of favor, that suddenly, that overnight success, that, that, that turnaround in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that change, we got to begin to expect it because we have favor. We have Grace on our heads. 
And I think you need to say that. You need to remind yourself that there is grace on your head. See, we get we get a word, and a lot of times we really don't pay attention to it. You know, remember the word that we've got, though our beginning was small, our latter end shall greatly increase. We have seen that word become our reality. We have seen it. Why? Because we never stop saying it. Listen, when you get a word from the Lord, you speak it each and every day until it becomes your reality, until it manifests in your life, until you're walking in it. I'm praying that we walk in the reality of our vision that God has given us. I want to see it before I die. And so grace can cause it all to happen. The Bible says that it is by grace we are saved through faith. Amen. And so listen, grace is so important in the salvation walk that we have faith but it's the grace of God, it's the love of God, it's the favor of God that allows us to even receive salvation. It is not from ourselves, it is a gift of God, it is not by works, so nobody can boast about it. So what the Bible is telling us is that we are spiritually resurrected from death by his grace. It is God's favor on your head that he called you. Remember I said, we didn't find him. He found us. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's by his power we are resurrected from spiritual death. And that's all grace. That's all God's favor. You did nothing to earn it because you could be the chiefest of sinners. And God will call you out of your sin. He will resurrect you from being spiritually dead. You did nothing to deserve it. You were a sinner. Some of you, some of you might even hated God. Didn't trust God. Didn't know nothing about him. Paid no attention to him. Didn't even ever give him thanks for anything. You were not graceful. You were not thankful. You were not appreciative of life. But God still extended you grace and called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. If you don't have a reason to give God thanks, well, let, let that be the reason right there. Because when you were dead in your sin, Christ died for you. And his death, burial, resurrection, it's all because of God's grace. And so we give God thanks for his grace. We have all have received grace. Amen. In Romans 5 and 20 says, where sin increased, grace increased all the more. So what God is saying is some of us are really bad in our sin and he had to apply the amount of grace to overcome that sin, right? You know, we all, I know we all not murderers, we all not thieves, we all not adulterers or fornicators or homosexual and all these kind of things. We may not be doing those big sins, but sin is sin. We may be just telling that little lie. We may have that little, you know, envy and malice and scorning of people and think we're better than people. How about pride? A lot of us are so proud 
that we can't even get out of our own way. We're just so caught up in ourselves. Well, you better thank God that he applied enough grace to overwhelm, to eradicate that level of sin for your life so you can now receive the free gift of salvation. Yeah. And so it is awesome that God's grace is abundant. Where there's sin, there's even more grace. And you know what that grace says? Is that where there's sin, there should be judgment. Mm -hmm. But God looked beyond your sin and applied mercy by his grace. And so mercy says that you don't get what you really deserve. <laughs> and we have mercy because of God's grace. And so we got to give God thanks for his grace. As I said before, when I started that, that there's some times in your life that when you really think back of how you used to be or what God saved you from, it should bring tears to your eyes. Tears of joy, you know, or maybe tears of sorrow that God, I cannot believe how bad I was and what I did and all the crazy things I did, even though I knew it was wrong, but I did it anyway. And yet you spared my life. <laughs> That's grace. That's unmerited favor. Some of us went to some places. If it had not been for the Lord, there is no way we would have made it out alive. And so we give God thanks. I myself been in some situation that it was God's grace that saved me. And until this day, when I think about it, I just want to give him thanks. Amen. The Bible tells us way back in the book of Genesis that Noah found favor or found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Why? Why did the Bible say, let me, the message version says this, but Noah was different. God liked what he saw in Noah. That's amazing. You know why? Because the Bible says at that time, it seems as though man, all they did was sin. They, they had sin continually in their heart. But the Bible said Noah was different. And because Noah was different, God showed him favor, gave him grace. Listen, we're called to be different. We're not supposed to be like the world. The Bible said, come out from among them, be separate. We are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are peculiar people. Be different. And when we are different, God will recognize your difference and add grace to your life. The whole world was wiped out. But Noah was different because he was different. He found favor. He got God's grace in his life. And God saved him and his generation. Are you different? Can God see your difference amongst the world? Are you the light? Are you the salt? Are you the difference maker? When you are different, and when you ex exemplify the things of the kingdom of God, favor is upon your head. The grace of God is upon your head. That's what we want. That's how we want to exist in this life. With God's favor, God's grace, just resting on us. Bible said that Jesus is the embodiment of God's grace. 
The Bible said the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth and truth came through Jesus Christ. We have received grace through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He died that he may be the grace of God. He may be the word of God in the flesh. He literally came so man could see how graceful God really is. <laughs> I didn't say was. Is. How graceful, how full of grace God is. He sent his son in the physical realm, shifted him from the eternal and the spiritual realm into the temporary, the pain-bearing realm, the sinful realm called the physical. Hey, this whole realm is messed up. This whole realm is corrupt. And Christ came by God's grace. Amen. So whenever we think of Christ, we think of God's grace poured out, given unto man. God so loved the world that he gave his son, he gave his grace. That whoso believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Are you walking in the grace? Do you even understand the grace that we have received from the Lord? Do you even have a glimpse of what it's all about? And the grace that you have, you didn't deserve it. You did not deserve it. God simply gave it because he loved you. Mm -hmm. So if you have grace on your life, it ain't something you deserve. It's what God gave. In Noah's case, he was different. God chose him and gave him grace. Listen, we want to make sure that we are walking according to God's word so we can be the difference maker. God, be the initiator. We're not just followers and just want to do what the world does. No, we, we are graceful. We are full of God's grace. We, we carry ourselves with class and dignity. Yeah, we smile. <laughs> we are graceful in our speech. We're not crass with our tongues. We're not like vipers. We are graceful as a butterfly. Amen. That's who we are in God. Why? Because we have been given the grace of God. Amen. Paul says something very strange. He says, you know, I prayed for God to deliver me from, or deliver some stuff off my body, whatever that was, what it is that was buffeting him. And God said to him, you know, my grace is sufficient. He said, Paul, in your weakness, that's when my grace will show up and make you strong. But Paul then said, you know what? So then I'm going to boast in my weakness because when I'm weak, I've been made strong. How are you made strong in your weakness? How? God's grace. He pours it out on you. So when you're weak, when you're tired, when you don't know what to do, lift your hand and say, God, thank you. 
It's your grace that makes me strong. Thank you for strengthening me. I don't know what else to do, Father, but I thank you for strengthening me. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. So no matter what you're going through, no matter what you feel, no matter what you're pain, no matter what you hurt, just know that there is sufficient grace to cause strength to once again be in you, to make you strong. So then you could say, I am strong. That's what the Bible said. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done. Basically, we say because there's enough grace. Grace covers it all. God has forgiven our past. He's preserving our present. He has guaranteed our future by his grace. I thank God for grace. It gets me excited because when I think of how he healed my body, and you know, even though I had to go through a process I did not want to go through, my body is completely healed. And so I thank God. I give him, I give him all the glory all the honor, and all the praise. Amen. You know, the Bible said we are called to grace. We are encouraged to, in Hebrews 4 and 16, we're encouraged to approach, to approach God confidently. The Bible said, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hey, we can confidently go before the Lord. The Bible lets us know that grace proceeds from the throne. You know, in the Old Testament, um, that grace represented, the mercy seat represented the grace of God. It was the covering for the ark between the two cherubim. The high priest could approach only once a year, and that with the blood of atonement. He had to have the blood of atonement because if he transgressed in anything, he would be struck dead. So the Bible says he would approach the mercy seat with fear and trembling. But the New Testament or the New Covenant, Believers, we can come boldly to God's throne without fear and trembling. And we can do that daily and at any time, <laughs> any moment, any day, any time. This is the freedom and the confidence and liberty that we are commanded to keep until the end. Listen, we have a privilege that even the high priest did not have. No, they only can go once a year. And they had to go they had to, with the blood of atonement. They had to make sure they, were, they did not transgress. If they made one mistake, they were dead. And so they trembled that once a year. They trembled to go before the mercy seat to offer a sacrifice. But God tells us, come boldly into my throne room, crying, Abba, Father. That is grace. That's grace extended. God loved the world so much that he allowed his son to be that sacrificial lamb, that blood of atonement. It's already presented in the throne room. At the feet of our heavenly father, it's already been sprinkled. 
and it's for one and for all until the end of the age. And so now we can come boldly because Christ was that high priest that represented us. And so now, because he's the way, he made a way for us, we by grace can go to the throne room. Amen. Titus 2, verse 11 and 12. I really like the scripture. It says, for, for the grace of God has appeared that offered salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passion and to live self-control, upright and godly lives in this present age. That's Titus 2 in verse 11 and 12. Right? So there's, there's three great blessings of grace. One, it brings salvation. Two, it is appeared to all. And three, it teaches us things. What are some of the things grace teaches us? One, it teaches to deny ungodliness. Two, to deny worldly lust. Three, to live soberly. Number four, to live righteously. Number five, to live godly. Number six, to live right in this life. And number seven, to look for the rapture and the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God for grace. Grace is your teacher. <laughs> it was by grace that you were saved through faith. You have to believe this thing. The word of God is so amazing. Biblical instructions before leaving earth. Bible. It's so amazing. And so we give God thanks. It tells us how we ought to act, how we ought to behave, and how to prepare for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you follow biblical instructions, when he appears in the clouds, you'll be caught up to meet him in the air. I thank God for grace. He loved us so much that he gave us his word. He gave us instructions for our earthly preparation to be beamed up. <laughs> yeah, what does it take to get caught up? What does it take? God already gave it to us. And he's put his guarantee upon us. What's his guarantee? Rather, his guarantee in us, his guarantee that we're saved is his spirit. Long as you have the spirit of God inside of you, you have a guaranteed future. And that by let us pray. Father, we thank you again for your grace. Your grace is amazing. Your grace is unmerited. Your grace do for us in a moment that even a lifetime of work could not do. So we thank you for your grace. Thank you for looking beyond our faults and applying grace. Thank you, Father, for even when we're in our sins, Christ died for us. Thank you, it's by your grace we are spiritually awakened, we are quickened, we are made alive. And so, Father, thank you for grace. And I pray, God, that we will never forget your grace that you have extended to us. Because hmm. when we were not thinking of you, you were thinking of us. When we were not working for you, you were working for us. When we were not looking for you, you had your eyes upon us. So, God, it is all grace. And for this, we are grateful. And for this, we are thankful. And Father David said, What shall I render unto the Lord for his many benefits? 
He says, when I consider it, all I can do is take up the cup of salvation, the cup that has been given to me, the free gift that is given to me, and call on the name of the Lord. Call on you, God. Show our appreciation. And so, Father, I appreciate you now. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for everything you have done for us, God. So, Father, when we really think of your love and your grace, it should make us worship, should make us praise, and it should make us glorify your name. So we give you thanks for this day that you have made. And you made it with grace. You made it with grace, God. Grace has been supplied and provided for this day. So we accept it. We accept the favor that's on our hands. God, the increase that is on our hands and the swiftness that is on our feet. And for this, Father, I give you thanks. I give you praise and I glorify your name for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.